Welcome to the space in between episode 105. Welcome today, my friends. And we have a special guest in a moment, Amy White, who is very intuitive. She's an intuitive coach, medium, channel, and as she says, a truth bomb dropper. And I had the privilege to sit and share this interview that I'll be giving to you all in just a moment, but I've actually done a couple sessions with her and they've been very much enlightening. And I definitely recommend reaching out to her after you listen to her speak here today. Um, but before we get to sit with Amy, couple things happening in Nomad Land. In our Nomad Community Program, we have a number of events. It's February now, so we have our February events coming out here next week, February 10th, which is a Wednesday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our beautiful, beloved nomad teachers, Samantha Fulton and Karina Ricard Persan, who've been on here several times as our nomad guests, they will be leading our nomad gathering for the month uh, about embracing paradox. They'll be sitting with the, the beautiful writing of the Radiant Sutras and, and talking about how do we embrace these times that seem to be very much a paradox. How do we hold it all together? And they'll be doing a little bit of journaling and discussion there. And then I'll be taking that thread into my Movement 109 practice for February 21st. It's a Sunday uh, at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So no matter where you are in the world, except if you're literally on the other side of the world, you can probably come. So would love to see you there. We'll be doing a little bit of how do you hold paradox in your body? How do we hold all of these different emotions uh, within our bodies, these different sensations that we're experiencing at all times? Sometimes we feel that we are experiencing them literally at the same moment. Uh, so we'll be dancing with that a bit and using, the, again, the Yoda Radiant Sutras as a guide. And then the day before that, I will be hosting a free event on Saturday, same time, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard. And this will be to kick off my Who Are You Becoming? So I have an online course, Who Are You Becoming? It's a self-paced course over at Teachable. And you can join in there at any time. But then I'm also offering this layer of some weekly calls where you can check in with me and a small group where we're going to sit together and, and talk about the practices, but just take you a bit deeper, give you a little bit more of um, more specific guide for you as you're going through the course. So it'll be a wonderful opportunity to sit with people like-minded souls with me and get some in a one-on-one -on -one time within a small group and uh, would love to guide you in who are you ready to become or who are you ready to remember that you already are. So if you're interested in any of that, go over to nomadalwaysathome.com and the teachable courses are nomadalwaysathome.teachable.com, but you can find that through Nomad's website. No matter how you get there, you'll find it. And uh, yeah, uh, we would love for you to be a part of the community. Again, you can come to those events that I mentioned before individually, but if you sign up for our monthly membership, you get all of that as well as access to some other really great goodies uh, only for $40 a month. So definitely recommend you stopping by, seeing what's happening over there at Nomad. We'd love, love, love to have you there and be with you in, in all the ways that we can be here in the virtual world of Nomad. Okay, let's go ahead and sit with Amy White. Okay, all right. I am here with Amy White. Welcome. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, and you know, I love saying at the beginning of our episodes of how we're connected and this is actually our very first time speaking. We just spoke for maybe two minutes prior to this, and um, we didn't even reach out to each other. It was your PR person, Stacy, and yeah. I just I love I love when we get connected, and and then you know you and I just started talking a moment ago as if we've been friends for a long time. So I love that we're already connected. So yeah, I know. Yeah, so, so good. Yeah. Um, so what are you, tell us first of all, who are you? Who's Amy White? 
Yeah. Why are you oh, wow. That's a, that's a deep question. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I am an intuitive medium yeah. and I am a channel um, and I'm a truth bomb dropper. I saw that. And I work with, yeah, and I work with clients both one-on-one and in group settings and event settings to help bring through, I channel through the wisdom of what's called the greater consciousness. And the greater consciousness really allows me through them using me as a vehicle to tap in and tune into the inner wisdom of the people that I'm working with. And so it's really a beautiful, um, you know, opportunity to help people to see possibilities that they might not have yet considered about their life, their path, their journey, but also to help them to put words to feelings that maybe they haven't been able to find and really just validate what they're already sensing within themselves, but can't quite tap into it or trust the information. So it's a, it's a really beautiful dance of helping people to, to more, deeply tune into their own inner being yeah yeah I love it it's really it's it's yummy yeah and I I watched a little bit of a video on your website about your a tiny bit about your journey of how you became into this this role as a medium uh could you share a little bit more about that with with everybody Yeah, yeah so absolutely so um in the uh, in the mediumship work that I do, which um, is a little bit different than channeling, only in that when I'm it, doing mediumship, I'm connecting in with souls that have that were once in the physical, once here in this life experience, and then have transitioned into the non-physical. And I've always known that I had the ability to connect in with um, souls that have crossed over, but when my grandmother passed away. It was about 20 years ago now. She started to show up around me almost immediately and in like very organic, easy, safe ways. You know, I'd be driving my car down the highway and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, grandma's sitting in the, you know, the passenger seat or I'd be cooking dinner and she would come through, you know, and I would just know she was there. And so I started to explore that. Um, and as I explored it, you know, she began, she began sharing more information with me. And so the path of communication really opened up between her and I, which then in turn opened up the path of communication to other souls that have crossed over, as well as to the, the greater consciousness, the universal energy that I channel. So it's been this like blooming yeah. um, of the experience. But, you know, honestly, I was a reluctant medium for a really long time or, or reluctant intuitive. Yeah. Um, I worked in corporate for decades. Oh, wow. And um, so I was very like left brain, analytical, linear thinker. I mean, my degree is in engineering. So I came out of this really um, left brain, uh, fact based um, way of being. And then I started to list more and more and more to the right brain woo woo side of, yeah. of who I am. Yeah. And, um, and both exist still. Yeah. Um, you know, and I actually can, you know, fluctuate between the two, but it was an interesting transition for me to go from this, you know, this business corporate leader to doing the intuitive coaching and work that I do today. Yeah. And you, and when you were speaking of your grandmother and you were saying how she was safe and how she was showing up organically and safe, I'm wondering, cause I think it was something also that I read or your video, um, on your website too, is you kind of sense that you had this gift before, maybe as a young adult or as a child. And mm-hmm. so were you, I'm curious to know, were you kind of afraid of this gift or can you speak to that a bit? Yeah, I, I actually, it's, it's funny, you know, some people can say like, oh, I remember when I was X years old. Um, I, I don't have that memory, but what I do have a memory of is that or a sense of is that I've always had this connection. Mm -hmm. And probably early in my childhood, it was also a connection that was recognized by my family of origin. And at the time, um, the messages that I got and the modeling that I got was that you don't connect to God's source, the other side. Um, It's it's bad. Mm -hmm. 
Um, in fact, it opens the gateway to bring in bad things to the family, evil to the family. And so even from a young child, I was, I was afraid of it in the sense of not that it was happening, but in the sense that I didn't want to open this portal, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and then, you know, having this feeling of really full responsibility that if something were to happen to my family of origin, that somehow it would be my fault. Mm. And it, that came, you know, really held, uh, that story held strongly through my, you know, young adult life. And when I started in corporate work, you know, I, I really prided myself on having this gut sense, you know, I could make decisions, I knew things, I could see how things were going to play out. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I never called it intuition. Mm -hmm. I always just said, Oh, this is, you know, like I'm my analytical mind and my gut sense working together, you know, is yeah. what made me successful. Okay. But as I moved through my corporate experience, more and more, it became obvious that this was bigger than uh, just my thinking mind, mm -hmm. figuring things out. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And so I'm, yeah, was your grandmother one of the people that was saying this to you as a child that, you know, not to touch into speaking uh, I, beyond? I, I don't remember my grandmother be, being that. In fact, she, she was super intuitive, though I didn't really recognize it until I got much older in life. Um, and she was likely um, the one sort of in, in the background pushing me even yes. in the physical to explore okay. some of this you know she was a little bit of a rebel that way yeah so I can just see her being like you know don't listen to your parents let's you know let's play in this realm a little bit and I, I feel it. like we did we didn't call it intuition but I feel like she and I even when I was a child sort of played in that magical space of mm -hmm. creation and possibility and you know life um, being whatever you know you want it to be yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So she was yeah. sort of still here playing with you, like, hey. Well, oh my gosh, she's you. around all the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, yeah. can you? So I'm really curious to know more about that, if you don't mind sharing, because I've had an experience with my father passing and him yeah. kind of being this little trickster. I'll just leave mm -hmm. it at that as him being this little trickster. And so you were saying you were, she was presenting things as being safe. And I think you were even saying like you could hear her, like smell her perfume yeah, in the car. Smell her perfume. Yeah. 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 It's, um, it almost, to me, it felt as though she was really here in the physical, like yeah. she was really physically with me. You know, I wasn't, she, I don't hear like, um, like you would, you and I are hearing each other, mm -hmm. but it's the vibration of her words comes into me. And then my mind translates it and whatever, however it works, yeah. <laughs> I don't really know. But, yeah. um, and so I do hear like the, the, the words, the language, the sentences. And so she started to share with me stories, mm -hmm. you know, stories about, there's an interesting story, um, uh, uh at her funeral, my grandfather, who was alive at the time, um, they had been separated for many, many years, but he, you know, showed up at the, at the cemetery and he was going to place a rose on her casket and he slipped and almost slid into the hole below the casket. <laughs> okay. And I, I, I thought you know, like, even at that moment, I thought that was really an interesting synchronicity yeah. but so one of the first stories that my grandmother told me was that you know that was her <laughs> you know and so she was playing with him a little bit um at that moment and I loved that because again for like a safety perspective yeah. um it really felt like so authentic and yeah. so her yeah. you know she was like mm -hmm, watch this <laughs> you know and and it was great and I think that that level of um and when I use the word safety I mean it really ties back to the original sort of belief system yeah. I was carrying with me but also that there was a part of me that didn't that was you know part of the reluctancy was I didn't want to open the gate to every soul that is transitioned mm -hmm. to have access. And so it was both that this is a, you can, you can do this in a way that is safe and, and authentic and you don't have to open the gateway to everybody. Yeah. Um, and so I think both of those things with her were really, really magic, you know, and it, and it's just, 
it is like sitting down and having a cup of coffee with her every time she shows up, mm-hmm. you know, and I just get this like, oh, hey, Graham, you know, you're here. Like, I feel her as if she walked in the room physically. Yeah. It's really, it's really beautiful. And she's actually like, I, I, I look at her as sort of my um, operations director on the other side. Like, <laughs> really, she's, like, cool? she's like we a do this? partner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like a partner in all of the work that I'm doing and what I'm creating. Yeah. You know, she'll kind of give me the, hey, did you think about this? Or, yeah. you know, that type of thing. So it's been, it's been super cool. Um, And not scary at all, which, you know, was one of the things I was so fearful about for so long. Yeah. And I'm asking questions because I'm also thinking, well, for me personally, but also for people out there, you know, this is the podcast called The Space In Between. And, and, you know, when we go through these different spaces of not knowing, and then sometimes in those harder times, there can be these gifts like what your, your connection, like your last with your grandmother, you received this gift from her. And, um, and so, you know, to turn a light on for other people who are listening. So, um, can you talk a little bit more about that next step? So now you're feeling safe with Graham and then you were like, what was your next step in diving into your gift? So fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. So as I was in my corporate, um, in my, on my, you know, on my corporate path, um, I realized as I was climbing the ladder that it was, it wasn't as, um, I wasn't as passionate about the work as I had been, you know, maybe 10 years earlier. Yeah. And at the, at the, at kind of at that time when I was trying to decide, do I stay on the corporate path? Do I look into something else? I had the opportunity through my, through my job to take a coaching certification. And part of it was to bring that coaching work into my organization at work. But then as I started doing it, I realized, oh my gosh, I love coaching. Mm -hmm. I love doing this work with people. And so I started this side hustle. Um, So during, you know, I would work, I was working full time and then off hours, I would work with a few clients here and there doing coaching. And as this was all unfolding, and I was having this experience with my grandmother in my coaching work, both the intuitive part of me, like I knew things about my clients that I didn't know how I knew, but I, yeah. I just did. Um, and the mediumship part where they're my clients, relatives, friends, loved ones who had crossed over would start to show up for me in the sessions. Okay. It, it just, it or, you know, started to organically unfold the process for me. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. But, you know, going back to that being a reluctant medium, I, mm-hmm. I said to source the universe, I said, I, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to channel everyone's dead people. You know, and I mean that with the most respect, but I, I, I felt like, because even as I tuned into it, I could see a line, like souls lining up, just wanting mm-hmm. to be able to communicate through. And once you're, I, my belief system was that once I was a, a gateway, that it was going to be this moving about the world, coming into contact with everybody's crossed over people. And so I had about a three-year, legitimately three-year negotiation with Source. Like, I I look at it as a contract (laughs) negotiation. And it started with not doing it. And then it was like, you know, it kept coming back around. And I was like, all right, well, maybe if it looks like this, you know. And then it was like, all right, but not only that, it needs to look like this. And so it it just was this ebb and flow, you know, and in in the... in the midst of it, I would completely 180 and be like, not doing it, not doing it. (laughs) But at the end, sort of at the end of this negotiation, I said, okay, here's what I really need. Like I had to get clear on what I needed to feel like I could be, be in the space of channeling and also living my life, living my human experience. And so part of the contract was a, a very strong boundary that I set with with the non-physical, which says, you know, you can't come to me um, outside of a session with a client. Like that's my, that's my doorway. I open the door. I invite you in. You can line up 
um, I often tell the story of creating like this waiting room. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. you can sit in the waiting room, you can take a number, you can put a post-it on the wall of like what you're looking to achieve through connection. And then if I feel inspired, I can go and work with somebody in the waiting room. But for the most part, it's really, um, I do the work when I'm in session. And when I'm not in session, I don't do the work. Uh, I don't do that connect. I don't have that connection when, and most of the time the souls are, are very um, honoring of that boundary. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of, there's, there's been times when souls will show up and I'll be do you know, somewhere and I'm like, okay, there's a little boy here or there's a father here. And, you know, then I get to choose, is this something that I feel called to explore? Mm-hmm. Um, I've done a number of readings for Uber drivers, believe it or not. <laughs> like that seems to be the time when, you know, I'm like, oh, did your grandmother just pass away recently? Wow. Because she's here in the car with us. Yeah. Um but I get to choose, you know, how and when I do the work. And that had, that was really my big, my big um, selling, I guess the big selling point as I was negotiating this contract yeah. was being able to have that control over when I channel and when I, and when I don't. Yeah. I, I love how you, just the way that you describe that is the right left brain, as you were talking about before, because I think that. Um, from my experience in, in this community of, you know, new, I don't want to label it new age, but you know, that we're more open and receptive, whether you're labeled as a channeler or a healer or a medium that, um, that type of person doesn't usually come in negotiating like you did. Right. And you had <laughs> such clear boundaries, you know, and, and I think yeah. that's why a lot of people who are doing this work, they have some, some trouble with boundaries because they just, they don't know how to do that. So that's really beautiful that kind of had that already, that foundation set. And then you were able to utilize those tools from your corporate world. Yeah. 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 And it was a big life lesson for me. I come um, out of a background of of enmeshed relationships and codependency and people pleasing mm-hmm. and boundaries were really non-existent. Yeah. In fact, you know, I, I would even say that um, I wasn't allowed to have boundaries. And so I knew, you know, part of this negotiation was I knew that I wasn't here to just be of service, mm-hmm. you know, because um, a, a lot of times I'll talk about this in my work. It's like self-harm through service where mm-hmm. It, you you know, even if what you're doing out in the world is helping others, if it's harming you every time you're doing it, it's really, you're not in alignment with it. Yeah. And so I think that we, many of us have grown up and been conditioned to believe that, especially in the space of consciousness or spirituality, that somehow we're supposed to be giving all of ourselves mm-hmm. and expecting nothing in return. Now, for me, my particular story, I knew very clearly that part of this life lesson, this evolutionary process for me was to understand how to set boundaries and to be okay with setting boundaries and to be feel safe in setting boundaries instead of the old story of if I set a boundary, people will leave. Or if yeah. I set a boundary in my work, people won't come. Yeah. And, and so it really was a big um, learning for me and transition for me. So when I got to that point in the negotiation, I was like, oh my gosh, I totally get this, that this boundary is so important and it has positively impacted the way that I set boundaries here in the physical space, Mm -hmm. you know, with others around me. Um, and I'm far less likely to self-harm through service when I'm being honoring of those boundaries. Yeah. And when you were speaking, I was thinking, you know, what if you had, to, if you had decided to tap into these gifts, let's say 20 years prior, you might not have been so aware of that for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, divine, it's been divinely yeah. orchestrated, you know, awesome. and in those 20 years prior, there were lots of things that I was learning about myself and learning how to come home to myself and honor myself and advocate for myself and speak about things that make other people uncomfortable. Like all of those things were on my path that led me to the point where I was willing to and open to come out publicly, you know, with 
the work that I was doing because I was doing it under the radar for a long time. Yeah. You know, my coaching practice was an intuitive coaching practice, even if I never called it that or and I never even told my clients that yeah, was what it was. That. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, you were just kind of coaching them, hearing some voice and saying, Hey, by the way, you should try yeah. that. <laughs> I know. And my clients would be like, how did you know that? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you just, you know, it's like something that you said made me think that, you know, this might be going on. But, you know, in the in the background, it really was. It really was this intuitive sense that, okay, this is where we need to start or, or this is where I need to lead the conversation to help to get to the root of what's going on with mm-hmm. my client in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh no, my thought just went away. I had two thoughts. So I, I wanted to get to do that, but I might go backwards to the Uber drivers because I'm really interested in that because this was your first encounter with your grandma. It sounds like being in the car with her. I don't know. Is do you Have you correlated that at all? Or is it just because like I'm thinking of transition, of driving, of, you know, in transport or what do, do you have any inkling of, of why? Yeah. I, I think for me, it's very interesting. I was just talking about this in my open uh, channel event that I hosted last night, okay. um, is that I have to, I'm kind of a little bit of a meditation rebel um, in that um, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I just don't subscribe to there being rules about meditation. Yeah, and so what I've learned about myself is that the the deepest connection I come into with my source energy, with my inner, you know, the inner wisdom is when I'm moving Mm -hmm. and whether that's driving in the car or running or working out or doing something that's active. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it, it allows, you know, my brain is distracted with the mundane and then it opens the channel for me to really deeply connect. And so I think that it's really interesting because I've said for many years, even before my grandmother Um, showed up in my car was that when I was in my car, I felt like I got the biggest aha moments. So especially like in long, you know, like long drives or, um, and so I, I would often even, even now just get in the car and drive just for the fun of driving, but also because it gave me the opportunity to connect in, in a deeper way. Um, so yeah, so I think it is all, it all, plays together. So it's not a surprise that grandma shows up in the car because that seems to be the space that um, I just really allow myself to tune in the most. Now, that doesn't mean I can't do it in other places, but for me, for my own practice, that's where I love to sort of co-create. And I've I've even had experiences where I would be getting downloads in the car and I'd pull over with a notebook and like, (laughs) you know, and I've said to, you know, I've said to my guides, hang on a minute, like, let me get somewhere safe (laughs) so I can do this, you know, just, you know, slow it down a little bit so that I can be in a place of really receiving and then capturing what's coming through. Um, So it's kind of fun to, you know, to play in that space too of creation in, in um, non-traditional ways. Yeah. I love that. I'm very much the same in terms of the meditation you know, I'm very much a mover. I was a dancer and I have a movement a practice. I would love for you to come to, by the way, because I think yeah, I'd be yeah. really interested to just see what comes from that for you. Um, but I, yeah, I do remember the other thought that I had for you. Um, in terms of, you know, you said you set really clear boundaries for yourself. And do you have any sort of... Um, like spiritual hygiene? Are there practices that you have for yourself? Yeah, there are many. Yeah, Yeah. there are many. Yeah, yeah. I I think the biggest, um, the biggest, I'll call it energetic hygiene for me is that um, I do not hold on to anyone's energy, especially through a reading which is really beautiful because um, it then I, it can be a clear channel for what comes through without having to figure out or, um, or try to fix or try to bring my thinking mind into like, okay, now what do I tell this person as steps to take to, you know, to resolve whatever's coming through. Um, and, and, but the, the sort of the converse of that, and this is where my left brain comes in is that I prided myself for so long on, remembering very unique things about people, names, places, children's names, birthdays, like all of that. But when I, I clear through 
the energy in the work that I do, it, 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 it uh, folds over into my whole life. Mm-hmm. So I tend to walk through the world not retaining as much energy mm-hmm. because of it, which, which again, keeps me more um, uh, centered, but it also has me, you know, feeling a little bit like, oh my gosh, like I know that I've met this person before, but I, I don't, yeah. you know, yeah. I don't yeah. have the recollection that I once did. And I think part of that was, you know, again, that left brain control, the more that I know, the more that I can show up and show people that I've paid attention. Yeah. And so I've had to unravel that belief that I can be fully present with somebody and I don't have to retain all of their information. Yeah. So that's a big thing for me. But also after every session, I do a very quick, um, I call it like a five-step disconnect okay. where I, I I simply pick five things about myself in the moment that are absolutely me. So I might say, you know, I'm wearing, uh, uh, I'm wearing moonstone necklace. I'm, my hair is down and curly today. My glasses are blue. Mm. Um, you know, my feet are on the floor, whatever it is, just like five things that bring me back to me yeah. and disconnect me from any energy that might be, um, still in the space between myself and the client. Um, and then I have a daily practice, which I, I, I really love. I have, I have a number of daily practices, but I, I have this practice every morning or most mornings. I'm, you know, it's not perfection, perfection. (laughs) (laughs) um, but, but as I'm coming into kind of conscious awareness of, of coming back into my body after sleep and, um, I just, I take five to seven deep breaths, you know, and really consciously breathing in and out, calling myself back to me. You know, sometimes I'll set an intention on the in-breath and I'll release something from the day before on the out, but really just taking that few moments to breathe and connect. Yeah. And then when I'm ready to roll out of bed, I, I, I put my feet on the floor and I, and I take a few moments there. And I put my attention and intention on my feet and, and I just kind of claim, you know, the present moment, like, like dropping a pin on the map. It's like, I am here and it brings me into my physical body. It brings me into presence and it allows me to really be intentional about how I'm about to move through my day. And then the last piece is that I set an intention in that moment and not necessarily a intention of something that I want to complete that day or become aware of that day, but really a feeling like, how do I want to show up in this day and how do I want to feel? Yeah. And, and then I, and then I go, I move it about my day. Now, as I said, I, I could, and that could lead to journaling, deeper meditation, or I might, depending on the moment, it might be leading right to a workout or, a client call. I mean, it just really depends, but it's that, it's that practice of intentionally starting my day with a connection into my physical body and my inner soul, um, inner wisdom at the same time. Yeah. And then moving through, you know, moving through the day from that place. It's so powerful. It is. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering you know, has this shape shifted? It sounds like you kind of let it things ebb and flow a bit from day to day, as you said, even moment to moment, which um, I, I'm very much the same way too, us being movers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can't be put in a box. That's uh, right. But I'm wondering if this, if there has been any major or subtle changes since, you know, we've been in, you know, this world of COVID the past nine months or so, um, ha- has your practice changed in any way or, or how you're communicating um, with your clients or with source? Yeah, I, I think I love that question so much. And I think about it a lot. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I think two things. The first is that my connection to universal consciousness has definitely deepened um, mm-hmm. and it's become a, a stronger channel, a clearer channel um, than before. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really become more the basis of my practice. So as my, you know, and my practice has continued to evolve, but that um, where the greater consciousness and the universal consciousness connection was part of what I 
would do as in my service, you know, with clients, it now is the basis. And then everything comes from there, um, which is, which I, I, I love so much because it really feels like this firm, solid foundation of the connecting into my, my inner wisdom solidly so that I can then be that channel. But I also really feel that this year has been an enormous coming home to myself. Mm-hmm. It's like more and more, not by striving, driving, pushing, forcing, beating myself into submission, but almost like the a flower that starts to bloom, you know, petal opening by petal opening by petal opening of like, wow, like I am home. I am home more, I'm more home than I've been within myself. And it's almost, I I described the feeling this year has been a lot like, um, you know, the bicyclists that clip into their pedals Mm -hmm. and it's that clipping in, it's that really clipping into the deeper um, connection between this physical experience and the soul experience being held in the same moment. And actually, one of the things that the greater consciousness brought through late last year was this idea of this balance point, you know, and it's not, it's that, and and, you know, the Buddhists call it the middle way, right? It's Mm -hmm. that space in between that where the power of our existence of our, of our beingness really shines the brightest light. Mm -hmm. So often we're, we're taught, especially in spirituality in religion you know, to somehow our goal is to transcend the human experience and to be this higher vibrating mm-hmm. source. And, you know, the, the, the concept and what really rings true to me as the greater consciousness brings it through is that you can't be one without the other. Yeah. We chose to be in this physical, physical experience. We, we chose, yeah. we picked this time and space to be here, not for the purpose of transcending. I mean, we yeah. were transcended before we were physical and we will transcend when we are non-physical, but the purpose of being here in this time and space is to be in the messy physical experience as best we can, but not ignoring our soul, not ignoring that the soul evolution that's happening at the same time, but holding both in that same space. And it kind of, when they show me, it's like the sphere, you know, where we can be both human and soul. And, and that's where our evolution happens. That's where the higher vibration happens. It's really magic. I love it. I got so many chills when you were speaking about that <laughs> because I, I, I've been feeling that same thing too of, you know, we we seem to be in right now, especially, you know, we're recording this mid uh, December and we, so we were looking back at the, you know, what just happened last month with in our country with the election mm-hmm. and how it seems so divided. And yes, it still seems so divided and it does. It feels like this is our, this is our, calling to hold it all together whether it's you know red or blue or black or white or whatever that viewpoint is right in the human human experience of this division but you're also even talking about human and soul holding it all together that's really beautiful um and when we're yeah and we're going to probably be airing this in february the first week of february so this might be old news by the time we get there, but I'm curious to know if you can kind of tap into the greater consciousness and see if there's any sort of message for us for 2021. I mean, the first thing that they're saying, which is so, it's funny, and the energy is here right now as we're having this conversation, yeah. but even in February, which doesn't seem that far away, the way that we see the world will could be very, very different. Mm. Um, And, and not, you know, it's, it's, it, they're, what they're bringing me back to is the conversation we just had about that balance point, right? It's, we, we have free will in this human experience. And so where our eyes go, our car goes, where our eyes go, our reality goes, Mm -hmm. right? And so, the way that we are seeing life at the time that this that this podcast airs will be really dependent on our own decision, deciding how do we want to view our reality. We can view it as 
um, you know, this, this, uh, burning down of our world as we've experienced in all of 2020 in yeah. some ways, or we can look at it as this blank canvas and this birthing place for each one of us and the collective to, to come into deeper resonance with really what is calling our souls. You know, there's this idea and the greater consciousness is bringing it into my awareness that they've been talking to me about this for the last several months, that there's this idea of personal responsibility Mm. and where we're coming out of a time of pulling all of these external sources to decide what is in alignment for us and taking this personal responsibility in whatever way we can to tune into as the external information is coming in, so news, social media, people's opinions, belief systems, as it's coming in, you know, bouncing it up against, is this my truth? Mm-hmm. And then discerning from, from the point, and I'm like touching my heart because it really is, this heart mind is so much more powerfully connected than our thinking mind. Yeah. And when we can come into alignment with what's our truth and then live from that place, move into the world from that place, regardless of what anyone else is doing, Mm -hmm. that's where the power of transformation comes from. And so we get to decide, do I follow what everyone is saying, what others are saying, what the, what the greater collective is at how they're acting, or do I really start to become more and more in tune with what is best for me and then showing up in the world that way? And that's the invitation that we have in this moment in time, but it's going to become stronger and stronger and more palpable as we move into the new year. And as we move through 2021, really continuing to come back to that question, is this my truth? And then how do I show up in the world? Not pushing against other people, because this is what, this is sort of where we've been, you know, and especially what's come to the surface this year of of this pushing against people who don't believe what we believe or pushing, not just pushing against, but trying to convince others of this mm-hmm. is the right way of being. And this is the wrong way of being. Mm-hmm. And the greater consciousness is saying like that, that's just noise, mm-hmm. you know, but taking that time to come into alignment, living from that space of alignment and not needing anybody to be on that page on that path. The more people who do this, and show up in their truth, the more we form these brand new communities of people who can be in their truth and working together for a greater whole without the push pull, you know, come to my side, you know, leave that side with mentality. And so back to that sort of turning point or tipping point or, or, or decision point, of we get to choose how we how we show up in the new year and that's going to define our reality to a point. Mm-hmm. So there will be those who are holding very firm to their belief systems in a way that doesn't allow space for expanding and contracting. Yeah. They may experience 2021 as a continuation of the experience that they had in 2020. Mm-hmm. And there are those who can start to release the grasp of needing to know, needing to be in control, embracing more of the uncertainty, lingering in the unknown in a, in a way that's magical and creative. They're going to have a completely different experience in the new year and in the energy that's here, not just for the new year, but for decades and decades and decades beyond. Yeah. So that's the, it's an interesting, you know, we, I've heard other teachers use the terminology split timelines, <clears throat> 3D, 5D. I mean, we can, there's all kinds of ways to describe it, but in the way that the greater consciousness continues to show me, it is really this personal decision on how we want to follow our path and mm-hmm. our path, our unique journey and reasons for being here which again, may look completely different than what anyone else is doing and everyone else is doing. But that's where the juice is, the magic is, and and the opportunity and the invitation for living the best life, creating the best joyful, 
magical, adventurous life that we can. It's right here, right now. We don't have to wait for anything. And that's what the greater consciousness is really bringing through right now. It's like, there's nothing that we're waiting for. There's no external action that's going to change what we already have in our power to create right now. Mm -hmm. And so that's the invitation. Those that are waiting for some external reality shift may find it a little more uncomfortable. And there's no right or wrong. The the greater consciousness says no judgment because each one of us is here for a different purpose, for a different learning, for a different evolution. We don't all have to be evolving at the same space. I think one of the big misnomers that we have and this may or may not set, <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm like having this dual conversation with the greater consciousness yeah. about how to be very thoughtful in saying yes. this. Yeah. But the goal here is not world peace. It's not to have everybody believing the same thing. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's to be in community with the people who feel nurturing to our journeys. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that becomes the, the goal. And the contrast of all of these different ways of being within each one of us is what creates the opportunity for greater and greater evolution. Mm-hmm. So without that, if we all were to get to a place of, of being in the same place of loving kindness and compassion and, and connection, then there's no purpose for this earth school. It's, it's here for the evolutionary process. We all can then go back into non-physical and there'll be other ways for our souls to evolve, but it won't be the space. Yeah. And I don't see that happening because the value of the contrast is so palpable and so important mm-hmm. for each of us. And it's really where, and you know, they keep saying that it's where the juice is. Yeah. It is absolutely where the juice is. Yeah. Um, and our souls don't get to a point where they're done evolving. That's the other thing that is so important to understand. It's like, we don't get to the end of our life here and we go into non-physical and then it's just like floating on a cloud, <laughs> eating bonbon. We're, we're, oh, we are awesome. in a different vibration <laughs> and we can do that, right? But the soul going, the soul continues to evolve. Yeah. It's, 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 I've, I've said it before and the greater consciousness is bringing into my awareness this idea that a soul is like a hungry dog. Mm. It, it just wants to consume as much as it can to allow for the evolutionary process mm-hmm. of, of, of who we are at a soul to evolve and evolve and evolve. And forever, which is a very long time, we are going to continue this evolutionary process both through physical types of experiences as well as non-physical experiences. Ah, oh, that was, there's so much there. I love it. Thank you. And, and, uh, the greater consciousness, I, I was so li- listening and kind of reflecting back what you, you were sharing. Um, you know, it sounds like what you were speaking to in terms of split time or 5d in terms of time is that, um, what we're being called to do is just trust where we are right now and not to try to drag the people who are maybe feeling very much in the material world, right? We, well, I would like to say like the two of us are kind of straddling those other worlds, right? And we can kind of see from a broader, um, more expansive awareness, but the people who are really living in this material life and they're holding on, as you said, like to their belief systems, we, our, our position really isn't to say, hey, come here with us, just to trust in terms of their own time space, that yeah, it will exactly. unfold as, as it unfolds. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the thing, too, the greater consciousness is saying about 3D, which, again, is this mis, this sort of misinformation about our, our purpose to transcend to some higher vibration. Yeah. 3D is where it happens. Yeah. Like 3D, where the manifestation happens. It can't happen at 5D. 5D is visionary. Okay. 5D is energetically create creative yeah. creation, but it's but the 3D aspect will be there for all of us while we're in this physical experience. It, it really is part of the whole. Yeah, you know. So it's but but to what you're saying, I think the I think the message is what, what you said. It's not our responsibility to make sure that everybody's on the same train that we're on or in the same train car that we're on. Yeah. It's that, you know, and we, and, and we use this word really thoughtfully 
because it's not a giving permission, but it is an allowing of everybody to have their journey. Yeah. I don't know what your journey is. I can't begin to know fully what your journey is. So for me, you know, as an example, for me to try to tell you that these seven things you need to do, right? Because that's how, that's how you should be doing your journey would be, would be, um, would be a disservice to you. Um, and, and I think as we start to look around the world and the planet and our communities and our, and our pods, you know, and our friendship, you know, our circles of friends and family, and be able to say, wow, if I really don't know what their what their soul contract is and their journey and why they chose to be here, I, I can't I can't do them a favor by trying to change their path. Yeah. You know, the greater consciousness is reminding me of um, you know, when my children were little, I would I really was very um aware of trying to save them from, you know, not falling, you know, not failing, not, you know, not getting into arguments with friends, not, not, not. And I realized along the path that every time I got involved and tried to impose my belief on what should be happening or how I was trying to save them from pain or hurt or discomfort Mm -hmm. that I had as a child, that I was, I was mucking up their journey. I was creating a space for them to have to then their soul to then bring them a different way to learn what they're here to learn. Yeah. And I think that we can do that well-intentioned, yeah. you know, but we can do that with others when we try to convince them that this, there's a, a single path yeah. we should all be following, Yeah, you know, and that's in that space, it's really holding the space for, and this is a tough one, even for my human you know, side, my thinking mind, but even holding space for people who we might deem to be not good mm-hmm. or doing things that are, that are, are bad, mm-hmm. you know, because they're everyone, no matter how they're showing up in, in life right now, they're on a journey mm-hmm. and their, their way that they're interacting with the world is serving a greater purpose mm-hmm. for everyone. You know, again, it goes back to that contrast without the contrast, we don't have the opportunity for this deep level of evolution. I so agree with that. It's really powerful. Yeah, I so agree with that. I'm, oh, do I want to go down that rabbit hole? No, I'm going to go on the other rabbit hole. So my other question, you know, we're kind of speaking to, you know, somebody who's on some sort of path, right, of evolution, that we're very conscious of that. But let's say that they're on the other side of it, right? We're looking at the person who's very much in the material world, and we want to bring them on. How about that person who might be here right now listening to this, who is very much in the material world, who doesn't see options, they don't think that they have a choice because, you know, it's really about material options here. Oh, I don't have health insurance or I don't have a job or I don't know how I'm going to pay my rent. How, how can that, this, this type of person who doesn't really see what you're speaking of as as making a personal choice of working from their truth because they have X, Y, and Z and as an obstacle. Um, that, it's a really great question because the, the answer goes back to what I was saying before is that, I mean, from, for me personally, as a teacher of, you know, and the sharer of this wisdom, it's not my job to convince anybody that there's anything different. And I think that's really a big thing as much as we see people that we would, we, you know, and this is a lot of where I see, and, and, and I've had my own challenges in the past is the, is the ability to see the soul potential in someone and have that feeling of like, if only they, I could show them where their potential is, then they could realize that they have, a, they could make a shift. Mm-hmm. But, but again, it goes back to the conversation of everybody is on their own journey. Yeah. And there are those here right now in this life experience that perhaps aren't meant to ever leave that 3d reality because it's the it's the choice it's the decision it's a contract that they made to come into this life experience they're learning other soul things whether consciously or unconsciously Mm -hmm. that will carry forward in their evolutionary process yeah so it really i mean it's again it's it's my goal 
in the work that I do isn't to convince anybody that there's an other option. It's to be a resource for people who've come to the place that say, I really love the Range Rover in my driveway and the house and the, you know, the, the, the boat and the, and all of the things. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I, I, you know, my personal belief system is that there's nothing wrong with that, Mm -hmm. you know? And so there isn't, and there isn't, an invitation here to have to give those things up to become something else. And so it's just, it's that, it really is such a personal journey for each one of us to, to decide. Now, if, if there's people listening to, and there are people listening to this podcast that say, I love all of these 3d things, but I'm also feeling the soul pull. Like I'm, I know there's something more and I don't know how to tap into that. Yeah. And that's a whole other conversation because then they're they're coming at it from a from a point of help me to explore what else might be here for me. Yeah. And then that's a whole different conversation. You know. And then there are teachers and and community and wisdom and you know the teacher shows up when the student is ready. Mm-hmm. And, and I just heard this lovely version of that, which says, you know, when the student is ready, the teacher will come. Okay. When the student is really ready, the teacher disappears. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. And it's like, woo. But I think that's, yeah. again, back to that personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. If somebody isn't in that space, there's nothing that anyone can do to change it. It's mm-hmm. if they have to come to that on their own. And it's super painful from the human experience to watch people suffering unnecessarily. Yeah. Um, and yet it's that allowing of, okay, this is their choice, their journey. And I, again, I can't, I can't know what their, what their soul agreement was mm-hmm. when they came here Yeah. and very much, they could be exactly on path for what mm-hmm. they're here to do and learn and experience mm-hmm. again, whether they consciously or unconsciously are aware of it. Yeah, I think that it can be challenging to be somebody who, you know, could be listening to this and feeling like they have that list of all the obstacles in their way. But it is, it's just that simple, you know, idea of the responsibility. How are you going to take responsibility for yourself today? And then, and then taking just the next step instead of thinking about the 20 steps that potentially ahead of them, right? Just being in the one step here today. Yeah. And I think that's really the change of energy. You know, we talk about going into the age of Aquarius and we mm-hmm. talk about like the, the way that this, that 2020 was sort of the year of burning it down. And then 2021, we start to rise from the ashes in whatever way that looks for each of us, you know, and it really does become that, that moment. Um, you know, I, I think what I would love to, you know, share here is that for those who are listening that are really starting to feel the, the, the call and the pull and don't know where to like where to go, yeah. you know, it's it's this this new way of being, so to speak, is about allowing, mm-hmm. you know, that striving, driving, pushing, forcing, creating a 10 point plan, you know, with targets and due dates and expectations. All of that is the old way of of transforming our lives. Yeah. This, this, we're coming in, we're here in this energy of allowing. And so the, the, the opportunity to start the shift really comes with an intention of, you know, universe, God, love, Fred, whatever the right word is. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm really interested in understanding how I can tap into this this growing expansion that I'm feeling and put just putting it out into the universe, you know, whatever that looks like. And then allowing the teachers to show up, the wisdom to show up, the information to show up, the connections to form. It's all, it can all unfold from that point of just really saying to the universe, "I'm, I'm ready to, I'm ready to explore this. Maybe just a little bit, like just even just cracking the door open. It's all, that needs to be done right here, right now in this moment. Yeah. You know, there's no finish line. Yeah. There are more possibilities and opportunities and probabilities that we have available to us than we could ever 
ever implement in this life experience, right? Yeah. And and so that it's both that can be both overwhelming, but also really freeing because then we can't get it wrong, and there's no timeline. Mm-hmm. And so as we feel called, as we feel nudged, as we hear the the whispers of maybe there's something bigger than what I'm experiencing. Maybe there's something more for me. That is that is enough to start to open up the gate to to what's what's there for each one of us. Yeah. Um, and then it's just sort of that trust and patience that what needs to come will come. And as you said, in the divine timing. Yeah. In the divine timing, not in our human thinking timing. We cause a lot of struggle for ourselves when we create the space of. Um, expectations that are founded in nothing but uh, you know some story that we've made up about what Mm -hmm. we think our life should be you know when we can release that and allow life to show up and unfold and be you know grow and expand with us it will be more magical than what we could create in our thinking mind Mm -hmm. Um, because our, our minds are just limited you know, by our belief systems and stories and expectations and societal norms. But when we allow it to happen from our heart mind, from our soul knowing, mm-hmm. that's really where the magic of our lives starts to show up. Oh, so true. And when you're speaking, I'm, I was just kind of seeing your life on the microcosm level of that mic- macrocosm that you're just describing of how you were kind of breaking down what I think of more of the masculine paradigm. And now we're all moving into this more feminine and how you were you know, doing this however many years ago as you made that transition from corporate yeah. world to who you are here now. So. Yeah, absolutely. And you you hit on something really important earlier too, because it's that combination, you know, left brain, right brain. Yeah. It's the way that we show up now. It's like we know we know the masculine really well because yeah. it's the world we've lived in. Yeah. We're starting to learn, many of us are starting to learn the more feminine side. Mm-hmm. But where our true authentic power lies is in being able to bring the two together. So again, that balance point, that that middle way and living our life from that the yin and yang of the feminine and masculine energy collectively. I love how this, I'm smi- I have this huge smile on my face because I just had a meeting with the, the teachers that help curate the programs for Nomad and our month for February when you'll be released, you'll probably be released the end of January, early February, and our month is going to be embracing the paradox embracing paradoxes so I love that you just just naturally went there (laughs) it's all divine it is all divine absolutely yeah oh my gosh Amy this is so beautiful I'm so grateful that we we became connected and I feel we will continue this connection in ways um that we'll find out in divine time uh, ah. But, you know, I I want to stay connected to you, but anybody else out there, I would love to, you know, let them know where they can find you and whether they want to just follow you or have a session with you. How, what, what does that look like? Yep. So um, the easiest way to find out everything about what I'm up to is my website, which is amywhite.co. So amywhite.co. Okay. Um, um, and I'm also on Instagram at MZ Amy White, so Ms. Amy White. Um, and I'm on Facebook at Amy White Medium. And I do try to respond to as many uh, messages as possible, though it <laughs> sometimes it takes me a little bit to get back to people. But um, everything um, about the different offerings that I have is on my website. So from readings to energy healing to crystal work, online courses, um, events that are coming up. I, I, at the beginning of the, of, of the COVID pandemic, I was drawn, called, inspired to start a monthly, um, open channeling, uh, event. And okay. so every month I come on to zoom with anybody who's interested. I do a channeling of the greater consciousness, and then I open it up for questions so people can ask their personal questions of the greater consciousness. And I've been doing that since March. And that's, and I was just tuning into it um, earlier this month and the greater consciousness is like, nope, we're going to keep doing this every month. So that is um, something that's open to the public um, as well as I, 
When Sorry? does that happen? Sorry. So it, it actually happens <laughs> based on inspiration. Ah, so good. Every, every month, every month. And, it, and, it, and the timing, of course, you know, as I look back at it, the timing is just so scrumptious, right? <laughs> um, it just seems to be so divinely timed. Um, but I put it out um, on social media, on my website, okay. through my newsletter, um, and I just, you know, and it's been, I make it really casual. There's no sign up page. There's no, you know, you don't have to subscribe to anything to be part of it. It's like, send me an email, you get on the list. I send you the zoom information. And that was the other part of it. Like the universe was just like, just do it. Like, don't make it so don't use your, your mind so much to figure out like, how do I make this work? Um, I also have a twice monthly subscriber community that um, initially was part of a, of a pro of a, my online program, which I call connecting to your intuition, which is teaching people. It's an online course that teaches people how to deepen the connection with their inner knowing, mm-hmm. or just to start that connection. Like mm-hmm. if they don't know where to begin, it's a beautiful place to start mm-hmm. that community. The community was formed sort of as a basis of ongoing support. Okay. But as the, as the pandemic started to become, you know, stronger and longer, Mm -hmm. the guidance was open that community up to anybody who just wants to come into community for support, for the information and wisdom of the greater consciousness, for connection into their own inner wisdom. So it's been, I've opened that community up broad, more broadly as well. Um, So yeah, there's a lot, I mean, there's a ton going on. Good. (laughs) Well, you'll probably see me at one of these one of these events or many yes, events. Awesome. so cool thank you oh well yeah. thank you again amy this has really been a pleasure and um oh my gosh yeah. i'm honored i'm honored to be oh. here this is so lovely and i mean i just feel like this vibration is going to carry me through months and months and months <laughs> okay you got chills again oh cool mm. thank you so much amy and thank we'll you. maybe have you back soon i would love that <laughs> So I hope you enjoyed our time with Amy just as much as I did. Again, you can definitely reach out to her. I highly recommend setting up a session, even a 30-minute. She gives 30-minute intro sessions where you can chat with her about the best route to take in terms of sitting with her. Um, And yeah, come on over to Nomad Always at Home. We have great things happening in our community that we'd love for you to be a part of. As I said, we have lots of events happening in February and my Who Are You Becoming course that you can dive into. And if you want to learn just more about what that is, uh, you can go over to my own website, phoebeleona.com, where I share a little bit more about what Movement 109 is and what my background is. You can discover what's happening there. And I would love to, again, connect with you. If this episode resonates with you, send us a review. Give give us a little bit of a star. Give us some love. And if you're over at Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. We would love, love, and greatly appreciate it. And if you're discovering this at our own website, you can leave a comment there. And let's stay connected. Let's stay in touch. Let's do it, my friends. Have a beautiful day.